0: Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Okay, okay, this is a Geico commercial, a 30-second one, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. Uh, The lizard voice doesn't work, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. That's the same amount of years as I've been alive. (laughs) At any time you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 54321, I'm out of time.
1: Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike
0: Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Spike's Car Radio here in Beverly Hills with the Real segment Ready to give you a delicious broadcast about cars we have finally the bruce canepa of uh canepa Motorsports. is that what he calls this company Canapa design canepa it's design not, it's not I'm getting it's i always get canepa. the names it's not canepa no i know it's, that was going to be my first question but i know how to pronounce his name I, I, and most people don't but everybody says canepa anyway I don't know why. bruce canepa is going to be calling up uh calling in in, in about uh 20 minutes um but before that, I'm going to sit here and chat with Mrs. Zuckerman. Zuckerman, over the weekend, got a very interesting, as you know, I have a vibrant uh, following on Instagram. I love to interact with them. I try to respond to every single message. I don't know about you, except for the porny ones. And um, occasionally, we get uh, inside information sent Real to scoops. us. Real scoops. And, and one was sent to me. By
1: this guy, I love the way he, I love his. Hold on, let me message. let me
0: get there. Let me introduce it so people know what <laughs> they're just, talking about. You're it. just interrupting and jumping in. Oh. Lippy, lippy, Lippipagia. L-I-P-E-P-A-I-G-A. Should we not even say who this is? Though? I don't know. I guess it sounds
1: like a disease, but maybe you don't want to put his name there. But
0: he's in uh, Brazil, right? Brazil. Brazil. Okay. And this is what he writes. And I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but you're far away. And I have wi- I have lots of fans in Brazil, thanks to Car Matchmaker, and I love them. They're a vibrant community. In fact, it's my number three market, according to my Instagram insights. Really? I've got New York, I've got California, and I've got Brazil. He writes this Choice little details, Zuckerman. And if you're a porsche file like you are, you're going to love it. Listen, do you want to, I don't know why he did this, do you want to hear, in quotes, a nice story about, in quotes, last four 991 GT2 RS, to which I respond, of course, I would like to hear the story of the last four GT2 RSs for a variety of reasons. Because he's implying the production run is done. But there's a story. I'm going to tell you On March 12th, a cargo ship called Grande America had a big fire. (laughs) Everything was destroyed. (laughs) You love this. (laughs) Everything was destroyed and now the ship... And 37 Porsches, 90 (laughs) Land Rovers, 190 Volvos, 60 Audis, and others are sleeping at 4,600 meters in deep sea. That means that's
1: like 13,000 feet. (laughs) In the
0: deep sea. Okay. Now, here's where it gets interesting for all of us. Four of those Porsches were GT2 RSs. Porsche of Brazil contacted Porsche AG, or the Porsche AG, he means, and they decided to reopen the production line to make those four cars again. The production ended in February, so they will be the last four GT2 RSs ever produced. Okay. Some choice little details and morsels there, right? I love this story. The GT2 RS, done. They're not making them anymore in February. Do you – what do you – suppose? do you think that uh, – there's no more 991, right? So there's no possibility they're making any more they're of these doing cars, doing
1: something right? really special for the several Brazilian billionaires. No, no, no. Forget was. about
0: that. I'm just saying as far as a market, our GT2 RS, do we know what the production numbers are? Remember when yes. this car came out? They said no plaques. We're not sure how many are we, going to be made.
1: We believe that the number is somewhere between uh, – about 1,500.
0: Really? Yes. And and, where, and why do you say that? Where did you get this information? Inside scoops,
1: I get. Yeah, from? From various people I know. Okay. They well, don't want to be quoted on it, but that was their best estimate. Okay. So then now we know
0: from our friend in Brazil that production ended in February. Now, I can, I'm talking to Porsche probably every week, so I can check some of this. In, I'll see if I can get some of this information
1: out. Okay. So they... Let's get back to and what he I wrote. And if I may tell you something, yes. my, my black and white GT2 RS, the mm-hmm. other one that I'm – them thirds he's on, that was one of the very last cars into the U.S. And that hasn't been – so that sounds about right February. Do they both drive the same, These both these cars? These yes, GT2? they do.
0: They've, so they're not like the Tourings that drive differently. No, the, these cars
1: are, are substantially identical. Okay.
0: So, they, so what he says here is they will open up the production line. And then these last four GT2 RSs will be the very last four ever made, right? I love it. Okay. So I immediately send this to you and Jerry. And then, of course, we go. We set about verifying this claim because we've been burned before by our fans, most notably by the Tom Cruise Ford GT. Yes. It's that we, I know, and I talked to the guy on the phone. It's in Clearwater, Florida.
1: Yes. Uh, but actually, it was outside of San Jose. But yes. But okay. But yeah, it was in Chico, <laughs> <laughs> if I recall. Yeah, Chino. It begins with a C. No, it was Chico. Chico. It, was it, Chico, it was Chico, close to clear okay. water by four thousand miles.
0: So I said, "How do you know?" I just right back. He goes, "This letter is in Portuguese, but you can translate on Google if you want." Well, I, ha- I I didn't do that because I know Zuckerman has a fellow who works in his law firm who prefers Brazilian women, <laughs> right? Very and I, much so, so I sent it to you. But what he sent me is this right here: this 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 uh, photograph of a letter. Uh, in official Porsche stationery. Uh, I can't quite make out the names here. If
1: I he, he, do it. he covered up some of the names, but He'd, it's in. Oh, it's he in, did. He did. It's in You're Portuguese, right. which is a romance language. So, but uh, sent to to him by
0: the director Presidente Andreas Marcard, I guess that's the the Porsche guy, Markard, and Doctor Thomas Klein Riesink, director of marketing. <laughs> All right. And it's uh, this letter in Brazilian. Now, you sent me the. Brazilian. The, 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 <laughs> in Portuguese, sorry. <laughs> you sent me the, the, the translation of this, right? Within an hour. Within an hour. Do you have it in front of you? Yes, I will
1: get it for you. Um, I, I, give me one second. Is it on third. the Bunga
0: Bunga thread between us? No, it's not on the Bunga Bunga thread. believe the
1: Bunga Bunga girl? <laughs> I have it right here. Would you like to read it or would you like me to read it? I wanted it? to hear the rest of your Bunga Bunga girl story. Well, you remember the whole Bunga Bunga <laughs> yes, scandal in yes. Italy. And, and the, oh, and she ended up dead. She ended up dead, the yeah. Bunga Bunga girl. She was and, she was mind witness. You, <laughs> mind you, this is so. this happened so long ago and she was still only 33. Because she was 14 at the Bunga Bunga parties with
0: Berlusconi. And this is right in the middle of the trial. Yes. And they found radioactive isotopes Mm. on her. Exactly
1: okay would you want do you want to read this or you want me to just give me the pertinent information of course ahead. Brazil were guests to inform you that due to a fire the ship in the group of Grimaldi um, could, <laughs> <laughs> sank and, and for that reason your car couldn't be delivered <laughs> <laughs> for that reason um, so as, as as well as, as, as your, your knowledge of production of the model uh, GT2 RS was finalized in February 2019 and uh, in, in the normal course of events we couldn't replace your car wow and so <clears> because we value you we're going to who is the letter to who's addressed well, to? well we don't we don't know oh, oh was, right that was crossed out so it said uh porsche decided to reactivate the production of the model in this factory and it's going to produce your vehicle in april 2019 and you, we estimate that your vehicle will be delivered in june of 2019 um, wow. and then it tells you if you have any questions thereafter to contact porsche of brazil with wow. a little email so the last four Porsche GT2 RSs will be Brazilian, and it's going to And
0: what did our friend say immediately? <laughs> what do you mean, our friend Jay? Oh, oh, he wanted one. He wants he wants one of the Deep Sea GT2 yes. RSs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's quite a trove, right? Call James Cameron. <clears> yeah, to- I mean, forget about gold. Forget about those little jelly creatures that are down at the bottom. Let's let's
1: get all those cars. Like if I if we go down and get the cars, they belong to us, right? Well, there is a law about treasure, and I don't know if this would constitute treasure. Oh, this is treasure. And I don't, I, and I'm not familiar with the law of the sea. I know that some of these guys that get the gold from the bottom of the ocean <laughs> end up in jail for some reason because it belongs somehow to somebody else. Yes. Uh, even though it's been abandoned there. But, Some octopus has a great car collection right now. It just fell right on his head. At 13,000 feet, I don't even know if they have. They have those see-through white eyeless fishes down there, right? (laughs) Those really bizarre things. (laughs)
0: Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans. The pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, on your motorcycle, at work, wherever. They're the go-to. Do not underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler. The authority on jeans, using their expertise in comfort and durability. Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, folks who like to keep moving. Whether you ride a motorcycle, a bronc, or a skateboard, or if you're the type who walks the beach in search of something special, these are the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, and a price that works. Vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone. Visit wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women, new styles, great fits, Wrangler, real comfortable jeans and shirts. I'm wearing one of them right now. How great would it be? Like if you and I were billionaires, if we could get a uh, couple billion from Jan Coombe, right? Just take a couple of his billion. Wouldn't would Wouldn't it be great to commission this fine to go rescue, <laughs> waste all of this money rescuing the GT2 RSs, the deep sea GT2 RSs? That races? are completely wrecked and destroyed yeah. and undrivable. You and I, we could get white captain hats and just goofball outfits and we'd rent one of these big boats and we would rent James Cameron and we would go out and we would we would make, I we have Hangar 56 make the documentary. We'd pay for it ourselves and put it on That geo, (laughs) the rescuing of the second to last four GT2 RSs, four GT2 RSs. It's like those. It's like those World War II planes that they unearthed in
1: Iceland. Yes, I bet that this ship sank for some stupid reason too. (laughs) Some guy left the bacon on the grill on the griddle. He walked out of the galley, and the bacon was still cooking. And four hundred cars go to the bottom of the ocean for something stupid. Land rovers. Jaguars. I know. Audis. What Porsche. the hell? And the
0: people of Brazil deserve these cars. They're good people. You really blew it, dude.
1: It's really horrible. Yep. It really makes me crazy when I think about that stuff. But... uh it's funny that you you would think that this would have been news on every outlet though. This many cars and a big <laughs> ship going to the bottom of the of the ocean. There's no
0: way that would be news. It could be How news could that now. Not be news? If our good friends at Jalopnik are listening, I can uh, get in touch with me. Or or Travis Okulski at Road and Track. If you would like uh, the scoop of a century just call us, message us, I'll send you everything, so I'll put t- you in touch with this guy. But you're right, it's a really it's a really nice story.
1: But you're telling me that there are, every day there are shipping disasters of this size, mm-hmm. and they just go uncommented? Yeah. By the news. I, I, I would yeah. think this would There's be so news. There's so much that
0: doesn't get commented on these days that just slips right under Big right us. Big cargo ship. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I think the car folk would, would enjoy this story. And, I, and and, like you say, it, we, I have
1: more questions than answers yeah. at this point. I, I want to know a lot I more wanna about talk to I want to talk to Chef Chen, who left the <laughs> the bacon on the griddle you want to get into the blaming, yeah, of course, because you know <laughs> it's like it, it's always something really small, yeah, like static electricity on the Hindenburg. Well, what, what's the name of the boat again? The, well it, we we know it was from the Grupo Grimaldi. G, that's the name of the shipping line, okay. Grimaldi, G R U P O, yeah, G U R P O Grimaldi. I got Groupon, yeah. (laughs) Grimaldi, G R I M A L D I, and Brazil disaster, shipping disaster, and and
0: and ship sinks. Okay, Grupo. Anything come up? Uh, Yeah, they lost one in twenty (laughs) seventeen. Three hundred die in nineteen eighty one. No. 4,400 dead cows are decomposing okay. in a sunken ship in Brazil. <laughs> Zuckerman, 4,400 cows went down Listen, on a is, ship on the way wait to Brazil. I,
1: see, I, I just Googled ship of cars on fire, and apparently this shit happens. January 2nd, 2019, cargo ship carrying 3,500 Nissan cars ablaze and adrift in the Pacific yeah. Ocean. Did we hear that one? I didn't. No, hear. but
0: it happens all the time. The the, the 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 ships are like top heavy, and they get some waves, and the things just flip and, and sink and goes on fire. But how? Okay,
1: yeah. Look at that.
0: Don't we get all our Porsche cars here delivered on ships? Of course. Right? Yes, we've had ships uh, uh, cars arrive damaged too from that drive that uh, ride. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What does it cost to fly your car in these days? On 25
1: the... grand is what I heard. Come on. Yeah.
0: Really? Yep.
1: Yeah. That's uh, the, in On fact, Lufthansa, right? They yeah. fly them in on their freight. Yeah. Jerry flew in that that 964RS that I hooked him up with from Japan. I can see one.
0: that car, yeah, flying yeah. that car. And that right. was
1: flown in, and I believe he flew the Orange uh, 934. Oh, right. From Greece. I, I can't swear to it. Yeah, nobody knows about
0: that car yet. Well, cut just that. Pret- just please pre- cut that. Just pretend you haven't heard that.
1: Just cut it, please. <laughs> nah, keep that, that one. What do you say? Mark- <laughs> Will, mark that for cutting. Mark that for cutting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but don't cut, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Let Zuckerman be the buffoon. <laughs> like he's going to freak out. You sell anything these days, Zuckerman? i have been talking about
1: selling. What's your selling strategy these days? People know what I have, so I call a, a broker here and a broker there and say, look, if you want to move something, these put these cars on your list. They can go, but I don't have any – But why not go wide? Well, we talked about that yesterday, and you're right about that. The reason I didn't go wide was the erroneous belief perhaps that I would be inundated with people on Instagram, tire kickers, uh, tormenting me. But if I – You do- know what I do? yeah tell me i do exactly what you're doing i hand off to a dealer or
0: a broker and, and then, then you I announced just, it then i just say it's with them if you're interested right. if you've and been looking a better at a way to handle it. Let, yeah he takes the calls right you don't have Smart. time for calls right have you have a pretty big following you. right now zuckerman you're a uh i've seen you referred to in uh in auction catalogs right noted collector were right. what, what was notable it? collector or associate of-, <laughs> of Jerry Seinfeld,
1: <laughs> associate, associate of Carlo Gambino, right? It's like known associate <laughs> of Carlo Gambino. Yeah,
0: that's right. His uh, the guy who does Jerry's lawns is an associate of Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly,
1: known associate of. <laughs> but you are a
0: collector of note at this point people you, you know they take your you know you're one of those guys so getting a zuckerman car is a big deal known schmuck paul
1: zuckerman <laughs> no you have very high standards i had to learn except for the red cars i had and to learn and the and the two-year uh, the two-year jaguar one of my first cars it yeah was both a 67 and 68 and people and want to buy not leave the factory that i think way.
0: they want to buy that experience so you should uh, let them know Offer our cars them the opportunity. are well sorted
1: ferriston yes
0: well, not the speedster. Hopefully it is by now. Okay, this shit happens. But, what are you uh, going to do? You're going to cry? No, it'll be done by 4 o'clock, cry, I guarantee yeah. you. You're going to cry. It's going to be one of those ridiculous little yeah. generator wheels, something, blah, blah, blah. It's I the I can, It sounds like it's on the outside of the engine, so that's always a okay, good sign. you
1: have old man hear, ear no, hearing. No, my
0: hearing's great.
1: Really? Yes. Yeah. Even with the phlegm? Even with the allergies. Phlegm is uh, momentary. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say, I don't have phlegm in my ears, dumbbell.
0: <laughs> I have occasional phlegm, like anybody. But this is what, what I have this morning and have been dealing with is cigar phlegm, a delicious cigar that I smoked well, last night. Uh, I know. It was hard. But I, but I have to get through that initial blast of summer cigars to kind of acclimate to the cigar. Okay, I went to Pilates this morning, and I... Pilates. Pilates. Zuckerman, everybody's out there laughing at the is idea it, of you yes, at of, in a Pilates studio. Uh, imagine
1: <laughs> the poor helpless bear being whipped <laughs> while trying to ride a unicycle. That's, and and juggle plates. That's me. It's That's how ungainly it is. And Why part, are you in a Pilates program? Okay, because... Do you wear the Lululemons? No, I no? do not. I, but no matter how... Okay. <laughs> I have the body type of a, of a 1950s yes. wrestler strongman. Yeah, all chest <laughs> in a leotard. In a leotard, and that would be great. A, what do they call that? A onesie? What? Is, yeah, a, I don't know, a, a, a but thing we know what it is. is yeah. Unitard. So anyway. I said to her, I could not go to Pilates tomorrow morning because I have to go get a little heart checkup. And and she said, what's wrong with your heart? And I said, well, when I was getting my colonoscopy. It's black. Yes. (laughs) When I was getting my colonoscopy, they detected a small irregularity. And she said, she looked at me with her bright eyes and said, they can tell that from being up your butt, she thought. (laughs) And I said, no, dumbbell." I was asleep with a heart monitor on. They were not taking my pulse inside my ass. <laughs> she said, was well, she excited excited about that? She sounded horrified at the thought that somehow you could put your finger <laughs> in someone's butt and tell what's going on with their heart. Well, I had to disabuse her of that notion. No, Jennifer, no it was the heart monitor, not wow. the, not my bunghole. Yes, not my bunghole meter. That's amazing. yeah, that still doesn't explain why you do Pilates, but i 'll tell you why you remember in June of two thousand and seventeen which crash was this this was the one in speedster, <laughs> which I still don't have right. back, and it fucked my back up, yep, and since then i've not been able to do things I used to do, like run on the treadmill, <laughs> and I find that my lower back uh chase guys on bicycles and bicycle pants yeah well you know i've had some i've had some <laughs> anger issues uh, and <laughs> and, and the Pilates helps and the Pilates really <clears throat> helps it is super unmanly I feel very femme I'm the only <laughs> guy in there uh, and it really helps me yes all right well who am I to talk I do Soul Cycle. and you do and your meditation
0: and all my meditation is scientific more than anything else sure it is. Yeah, it's a the headspace celery app. It's juice. the greatest. Celery the celery ju- juice is a the joke. <laughs> the Celery juice is a joke. I drink it in the morning. You know what? It, it. This is why it's beneficial because I don't eat an egg McMuffin. I do that instead. That's the only way it benefits. The rest of it
1: is ridiculous. What is the last no- time you had an egg McMuffin? <clears throat> For a while, I think it was when I was in Arizona. Really? It's, yeah, pretty good stuff. I have not had McDonald's, Mickey D's in yeah, it's so a long time. Well, they
0: don't have them time. here in L.A. Right? They're Mickey, not here. McDonald's? McDonald's. We have In and Out.
1: That's where we go. I know, but okay. When is the last time you ate In and Out?
0: That's every couple of weeks. Really? Yeah, we love Talk it.
1: About salt. Yeah, it's delicious, it's but the kids. it's undigestible. No.
0: It, it works pretty well.
1: For me. Anyway. I've hurt myself. My way of living all these years has finally caught up with me. <laughs> That's called old age, dude. Yeah, I suffer from OLD. That's right. Hence the scarf, too. And listeners have always wanted to know about the scarf, and I want to tell them I'm old and cold. That's basically what's happening here.
0: Yeah, but it looks it looks like a, uh, pretentious. <laughs> I'm just cold, guys. Huh? I'm just cold. Yeah, not in the studio. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, That's like what I sound my like.
1: point, yes.
0: <clears throat> but it's the choice of scarf, I think, that we're all a little Whatever. annoyed by. Lumpian but you're, noise. you know, I think men of a certain age have to put the scarf on to kind of look like a human. All right, anyway, we'll be right back with Bruce Canapa after this. With over 20 years in the business, Pelican Parts is a trusted resource for new replacement parts for your Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, and other European cars. Keep your car running smoothly and avoid costly repair bills by learning how to do it yourself with thousands of free step-by-step guides. I've been there. I've used the guides. They work. They carry everything you need. Tools, car care products, and aftermarket accessories. If you have any questions, they have qualified auto experts on hand who are happy to help you find exactly what will fit. Plus, a thriving forum community with like-minded gearheads like Spike Ferriston who can help with tips and tricks on your next project. The thousands of parts they have in stock ensures that they'll be on time for your weekend wrenching. Plus, they offer free shipping on qualified orders over 99 bucks. Just call... 888-280-7799 or order online at pelicanparts.com. Pelican Auto Parts. Fix it, drive it, love it. You're listening to Spikes Car Radio. Welcome back to Spikes Car Radio. we got Bruce Canepa on the phone, Zuckerman. Bruce Canepa here. Bruce, I'm sorry uh, we didn't connect when you were in town, but thank you for hopping on the phone with us this morning. How are you? My pleasure. It's Monday. Great. Yeah. Monday morning <laughs> time to sell some cars. <laughs> right <laughs> if you haven't been to Bruce's site it's canepa.com it's not Canepa. don't say canepa do people mispronounce your name a lot all the time all the time like it, conniption. why it's so easy it's it's simple is it just well, Canepa, or is it what are the other mispronunciations
2: well no basically the in the within the family people say canepa and they say canepa so
1: wow there, there you go. go. The split, the family schism. Yeah. <clears throat> and you've been
0: up uh, up with, uh, where, where's the uh, the dealership there? Well, Green we're Va- in Scotts Valley, which Scotts is in Sanders County. Right, right. And you've been up there for how long now? My entire life. Your whole life. Wow. So you were born there, huh? Yeah, I was. I was
2: born in Thanakers
0: Wow. Um, listeners, if you go to com, you will see the uh, dealership website done Right. I think Absolutely. Bruce photographs cars and lists cars and tells the story of cars better than anybody else. Benchmark. He's the benchmark. He has us there. How long? How, how many times a week are you there, Zuckerman? Checking out the site and I'm reading there, about the I'm same course. I'm there cars. every
1: day, <laughs> and he he really does do it right. And when he and, he and he really knows how to sling the dope to addicts like us this this uh, this new this new blue 9:30. Uh, Did you get the email on that spike? No. Oh my God! This and he just kills you with these emails. Wait,
0: wait! What 9:30? That's not on the site. Yes, it is. I'm hint. on the just arrived right now I'm looking at it right now so what killed me is this 65 Gulf blue uh, 911 that uh I think began its life down in Orange County and is now up on your site I like it on your yeah. site better that car is yeah. stunning I've seen it in person
1: yeah that was done the one done by car park
0: yeah right. yeah this car Yeah, and
1: it was a
2: California car its whole life
1: wow
0: Wow and you must be asking an ungodly number for that car. That this is. I don't think e- so. every, he doesn't think so. <laughs> this this that's a vintage.
1: Bruce Canepa is one of the world's greatest. <laughs> salesmen. Really and, I don't, and yes. I don't. it's not an insult. He really knows how to talk to us guys and help us to justify <laughs> buying things um, like this. And here, Ferris, and I'm going to show you right now, this Time Capsule 88 Turbo, one owner, 4,905 miles. Bruce, what is the exterior color? Diamond blue. Oh, my God. And the interior? Marine blue. And the diamond blue almost has a little violet or purple in it? It does. It's it's, uh, here, Ferris, take a look at that. Oh how stunning. God. I've never seen this color, Bruce. How how prevalent or, or, or rare is oh, this Porsche, color?
2: Porsche used it on one of their anniversary cars, but that's the only place I ever saw it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, Bruce, all right.
0: I have so many questions for you. The listeners have questions. Um, I have to first ask, all right. Do you have a collection separate from the stuff at the dealership? And if so, what are those cars? Like, what are your personal cars? Give me, like, your top two or three personal cars that you own.
2: So I have a 59 356A Coupe Outlaw. Mm -hmm. I think you've seen it, the gray one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a low-performance 356. It's got 200 horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Listeners,
1: that's a big joke. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, my well, speed here's got 150
0: and that's fast as hell.
2: I actually went out and did an actual 150 miles an hour in that car just Come to on. see what it felt
1: like. Where did you were you on your track?
2: No, what? I was at Malare Road out in the farmland.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Malare. <laughs> on the Malare track. Wow. And
0: how does it handle at 150?
2: It feels like you're going 300 with flat tires.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, cuz the air's got to hit the top of that car and move it around, right? I think the air just picks the whole back end to yeah. the ground. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Well, because Eden Zuckerman, you know, in our speedsters, our 356 is 80 feels crazy. And, right? uh, and 100 feels and like 100. 200. And 100
1: is like, you know, you're going to die.
0: Yeah, you feel like, all right, this is the moment right before I die. What else? What else do you have? I have a
2: 72E hot rod car. Oh, wow. That's it's interesting. A 2, 2.9 twin plug. Wow. Um, steel wheels mm. lowered. You mm-hmm. know, it's tangerine color. I like the. I like all those old
0: cars. That's a beautiful yeah. color. So you're yeah. really a hot rodder, huh, at heart? I am. Yeah. And when did that start? Did that start when you were a teenager or did it start when you were racing? Where does that begin for you? It
2: started when I was a teenager, long before I could drive. I My dad was in the car business and so about the time I could get a car to even touch I was wanting to change everything on it, so
0: and what was that car that you changed and how did you change it well the first car i changed was a model a i was 12 years old (laughs) and what did you
2: do to it everything wrong
1: (laughs) (laughs) the education of an outlaw (laughs) exactly that's amazing and then you you moved on to doing some some racing pretty early on right
2: yeah, pretty early on. I, I I started with drag stuff because my dad was a car dealer. So I first thing I did was take a comet and modify everything in it to see how fast it go in thirteen hundred feet, and um, broke a few things learning that process. And then my dad had a couple guys in his body shop that uh, had a had a claimer. They called them claimers because if you spent too much on them or made them too good, people could claim them for a certain amount of money. And there was a track in Watsonville, quarter-mile dirt track, and I was 15. My mom signed um, documents that I was 16 so I could get a NASCAR license, and I started driving.
1: Wow. You were saying that your mom signed you into NASCAR to dra- uh, drag race. You called them claimers?
2: Well, claimers. It was an, actually it was an oval track in Watsonville, California, quarter-mile dirt track, and, uh, and, and you had to see how fast you could go around in a circle just like those guys do in the big NASCAR cars.
0: <laughs> and, and your and, uh, wait, your mom signed you up for it? Were you asking her to yeah, do my that? Yeah, you...
2: my dad was not happy with me racing because I was a maniac from the time I was 10. <laughs>
0: so
2: he figured that somehow something bad would happen if I raced.
1: <laughs> but mom <laughs> but my had mom a soft heart. My mom was artwork.
2: the one that would take all of us to any school function at 100 miles an hour in her Mercury Colony Park
0: station wagon. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, just you just knew from a very early age you were going to be involved in cars, and 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 after racing, when, when does the dealership come into play?
2: Well, it really was into play all the time because I never went racing like it was going to be a job for me. Mm-hmm. I liked racing for fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and luckily I was able to drive some great cars with some different people that made it a lot of fun and and some success. So. You know, I drove with Ray Hall in the first GTP car. I drove with Moretti wow. in the Momo car, and I got to drive Rick Mears, and I drove at Daytona. So we've, you know, I got to do some different things in different cars. You know, I went to Pike's Peak. So for me, it was all about racing. Was supposed to be fun, not work, and um, and and my work was my business, which I really started in 1981 at, at a very small level.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, well, you've got quite a situation going on there. I know you're 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 very closely involved with Laguna Seca now too, and the track and and where that that place is going in the future. Um, what a setup, Suckerman, huh? Cars you've got the cars, you got the you got the the mechanics base, and now you got the track, Canapa. When will it stop? <laughs> when will your world domination of the Porsche Motorsports community stop? and 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 they're also they're building these 959s what a
1: story tell us that story bruce
0: yeah just for the listeners listening in uh you may not know this some of you i know do uh he's taking Porsche 959s and he's Hot riding He's got a long history. <laughs> Bruce, you have a long history. You might, But it's you, not exactly Zuckerman. It's not exactly the first car
1: you think of taking and going, let me make this faster, right? Except it's a genius move for Bruce, given his uh, – how many years have you been involved in 959s? 30?
2: Well, since 87, yeah.
1: Right. right. And these cars, we actually- you were federalizing them, right?
2: Yeah, we brought the first one in the United States, and, and that one came in under a tourist visa because there was mm-hmm. no regulations to allow those cars in the U.S. There right. was no show on display, and display, right? And then And then Paul Allen heard that I had one here, and <clears throat> he ended up calling me, and I had sold him other cars. He called up and asked how I got it here, and I told him it was here for one year. It had to leave it a year, and so I ended up selling the first one that I had to Paul, and once he got a chance to see it and drive it and everything he thought that was a car that that bill could drive and bill had no sports car experience i don't he wasn't really a car guy um and you're talking about bill know, gates a car guy bill gates yeah. yeah and so i ordered one another one i bought another one so that bill could have one and of course that had to go into storage in the free trade zone and then we started a process to figure out how to certify these cars which you know, at it, the it, it, at the end of the day, it was a 10-year process. By the time it became a bill and passed in Congress, and, wow. and 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 as you know, it it's called show and
0: display. So that car sat in customs for a decade. A decade. And when it came out, I recall hearing there was some damage to it, wasn't there? They
1: hadn't?
2: Yeah, some employee at the free trade zone, a customs employee or somebody there, basically went and keyed the car.
1: Come on.
0: What, and what part yeah. of the car did they key?
2: Just you know, the exterior paint. All of it, all the panels. No, not all of it.
0: Wow! <laughs> I mean, they... so that—that's the famous Bill Gates stuck in customs nine fifty nine, keyed by. Yeah, and
2: there were there was actually like ten cars in that situation.
0: Really? They were they were stuck. Is, where was this free trade well, zone? Wait, train hold on, zone? hold on. Were they all nine fifty nines?
2: Yes, because I had already sold almost a dozen cars. No kidding. By the time the law passed.
0: Wow! Wow! And then, what does it take? So these cars are all stuck there. Ten years. Bill Gates has got a, a ton of dough. And what? What do you guys have to do? Do you have to start knocking on uh, Congress's door and go, "Hey, we want our cars out of here"? How do you? How do you get legislation like that passed?
2: Well, it was um, a lot of it was just kind of accidental. And never, never accepting the word no. So, we we were told from the beginning when we said, "Well, what do we need to do? Do we get a manufacturer's license, and do we have to crash test them?" And we kind of got bridges put in front of us everywhere, saying, "You can't. You, you're not going to get across this. No, you can't do that." And we knew something. There was more to it than any other car. That there was something about the 959 that made the government say, "No." And mm-hmm. uh, and as it turned out, it was a lot to do with Porsche building the car and then deciding not to bring it to the US and people in the US thinking it was Porsche's it was the government's fault that they weren't allowed in rather than Porsche deciding that they weren't just weren't going to do it. So so we we didn't know about all those hurdles at the time and and we just kept going around and around on how to do this and and uh, I mean at one point Bill Gates' people said, well, let's just crash a bunch of them. And I said, no, we're not crashing a bunch of them. <laughs> I
0: mean, dude, that would be a the great TV show. Guys, you know?
2: <laughs> so.
0: That's a good solution for most problems in life. Let's just crash a bunch of them.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there was all the things about crash testing and, and EPA right. and warranty and stuff, and, and that was part of it. So yeah, but but let, me, to... let
0: me just stop you right there. When, you're, when your DOT requires you to crash test, do they still – it's 25, right? 25 <laughs> cars?
2: No. You, you don't have to crash 25 cars, no.
0: How many cars do you have to crash?
2: Well, you got to crash enough to to prove it's it's crash worthy. So it may be that you can do all of it with one or two or three.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And how many nine fifty nines are there? Two hundred ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's it's not, not such a bad idea that Bill Gates and his guys came up with. You could live with two hundred ninety. Yeah, they 59s. could. <laughs> they, they could. The rest of the world couldn't. And eventually, this gets done. It's impressive, and now that kind of clears the way now for for anyone trying to bring something special in with show and display, right?
2: It does. And what happened was, I, I ended up talking to lots of different people and getting pushed over to another person and finally with a law firm in Washington, D.C. And it was a lobby firm and, and, and I met the gentleman on the phone and I told him what we were trying to do and what the hurdles were and that these cars didn't have a counterpart like a gray market car has a counterpart, you know, in, right. in the, in the U.S. So you take a car, a gray market car and you add the pieces that aren't U.S. and, and there you go. But, but there was no 959. So it, it was like starting from scratch, and and we circumvented that. Basically, the show and display regulation said that cars that were in low production and significant in terms of technically significant or historically significant could come in the country as long as they met the emission standard, and um, and not have to do crash testing. And uh, that and and of course, then that 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 has worked out for a lot of cars. It, we knew in the beginning it would be the McLaren F1 and the EB110 Bugatti and the XJ220 and other supercars of that era. And then, of course as it as it goes today, you know, there, I think there's I don't know 30, 40, 50 cars on that list that are eligible wow. under that same regulation.
1: That's amazing. You've That's made amazing. history. Yeah. And you and you decided somewhere along the line you also decided <coughs> that you're that you would actually improve this vehicle.
2: Well, that that kind of was a necessity from day 1 when we got the first cars um, here and started working on them. And we actually, I had the tourist car, which we worked on first. We, we had to figure out how to meet emission standard, current emission standard at the time. And, and the car was not designed as a clean engine. It was a race engine developed into a road-going engine. So we had to do all the development, you know, catalytics and EGR and oxygen sensors and lambda and all the things that are on a, a U.S. car, an emissions legal car, Um, And as soon as we did that, we realized we would lose a substantial amount of horsepower. And in the case of the 959, it was a 450-horsepower engine stock. And we were looking at, at, uh, in our first testing, we were going to be at 300 horsepower if we were fortunate. We know other people were trying it, and they weren't even... I don't think they were a hundred horsepower, <laughs> so um, it was a difficult engine. And from there we decided we needed to do development work. And from cam timing to turbochargers to the emission to the elect engine management system, we just started upgrading everything on that car to really what modern cars had and And in doing that, I told the guys, well, we're now ten years later than the car was built. We're now looking at ninety eight ninety nine. Um, And we said, so there's other cars now that have 450 or 500 horsepower by then. And we really needed to to step up our game. So Mm -hmm. we said, if we're going to do this, let's make more power. Let's eliminate the the lag in the turbos. and Let's improve the drivability. And so, of course, in the engine, our first engine was 576 horsepower, emissions legal, and carb approved.
0: So we did both. And, now, and uh, now where are they at?
2: Now we're at 800 horsepower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask him at the end of the podcast, now where are they at? Yeah. Now they're at 1,200 horsepower. <laughs> that is insane. And and so a 959 weighs what?
2: Um, well, when we're done, it weighs about 3,100 pounds. We 3, weighed pounds. more with wow. the hydraulic suspension. Wow. And we, you know, the other thing was we did as we, as we experienced 10 of these cars and going through them and, and getting everything operational, we found a consistent list of small things that needed addressed. And suspension was one of them. That was mm-hmm. actually a big thing. The, the comfort cars had um, a hydraulic and coilover suspension where the, the 959S just had coilovers and the hydraulic suspension was really a pain. It, it didn't, it had lots of small problems. It, it's, its ride quality was decent, but but by then there was better things than that. You know that was pretty old by the time we got to it. So we converted we convert all the 959s to basically a 959s type suspension, but using titanium springs instead of steel and using um, uh, shocks with new, new modern valving in them. And so we get ride quality that's fabulous on a rough road, and, and on a you know on a smooth road we get handling like a like a race car in terms of grip and and, and, and all those things. So, you know we and, and really it's very similar to what Porsche did with the 959s. It's just developed you know two generations later basically.
0: archime seventeen on Instagram wants to know what's the most difficult aspect of this upgrade when restoring your 959s.
2: The most – there isn't one now. It's – it's uh, the most difficult thing was getting here. It's only
0: 30 <laughs> years. Getting yeah. the car here. Now, is this the type of situation where it's like Icon? Um, is it – do you have a bunch of 959s in the back lot and you get to come pick it out? Or do we need to buy our 959s and then bring it up to you?
2: Well, we do both. We have customers that bring us cars, you know, that have you know decided it's time to redo their car. But we're buying cars. We've the first ten cars are all cars we bought and, and have sold as a complete package. And uh, and you know we're uh, we're out chasing good cars um, that were you know reasonably maintained and and uh, in good condition. And we're finding them everywhere: Japan and Europe and and some here too. So that that's what we're doing.
1: Out of these two hundred ninety-five cars. I think that's what you said. How many have you put yeah. your hands on now? About 70. Wow. Big percentage. Yeah. Who has. Well, them- we've been doing this
2: since the 90s, you know.
1: So. Right, right. Which then leads to this concept. What, are you, you're calling it a 959 SC? SC. And that um, stands for. Sport Canapa.
2: Well, the. The S is because we're we we we've, we've done a lot of things on it that are like the 959S, and the C is for Canopy. There you go. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> there you go. And tell us the There's basically. one of these down at the airport, Zuckerman.
1: They're gorgeous. We and have it, and one it's, down there, and a it's nice a natural. Card. It's a natural for Bruce to do this, and and tell us what what the concept is, Bruce.
2: Well, we got to a point where trying to find like brand new 959s around the world with low mileage and in perfect original condition has gotten extremely hard we we've found most of those cars and have sold most of those cars or or a large percentage and now there's the cars that were driven and and unlike unlike a Ferrari where a guy parks it in the garage and never looks at it generally because it's not so much fun to drive maybe. (laughs) So 959s were fun to drive. So all over the world they were used and driven. I mean, they're awesome. They're unbelievable in the rain. They're awesome in wet weather. And, you know, they're, and they're not, I tell guys they're a 911, you know, so they're comfortable. You Mm -hmm. got great visibility. You you don't have to worry about bumps. You got good ground clearance you don't have big spoilers sticking out so they're, they're very practical from a baseline standpoint and uh, um, so a lot of them around the world were used and got a lot of miles on them we've, mm-hmm. seen, them, we've seen them with 70-80 <clears> thousand miles wow. on them
0: and so. he's, he's solved the basic problem with the 959 have you driven one Zach no they're slow <laughs> they did right. you get in it and it's kind of underwhelming compared to anything new that Porsche is churning out. So now with 800 horsepower you go, well now you have something. Now you've really well, you've resolved the basic issue I had with the car which was an underwhelming performance for a car that feels modern but in a, a day and age where things are a lot faster.
2: Yeah, well cars have, you know, doubled in performance right. in the last 10 years. Yes, and, my
0: Yaris was faster. And,
2: and the 959, what's cool is the 959, when it was built, was built for a reason. It was built to determine if there was a future for the 911. Mm-hmm. And and really, when Helmut Bott did that car, he, he created a car that was 20 years plus ahead of its time on purpose. And, uh, and it saved the 911, quite honestly, because Porsche was headed to front-engine, water-cooled cars. And All
0: right. It, Go ahead
2: and so basically when we got that platform to work with and start developing we weren't working with an old platform it's not like taking an old let's say a seventies nine eleven and saying, well i'm gonna give it eight hundred horsepower this this Mm -hmm. car was designed originally as a group b car and as a Group B car, they they turned it into a 961 to race the 24-hour races like Le Mans, and they turned it into the Perry de uh, Car car to, to 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 go and do that. And and in in those configurations, they were looking at you know 650 to 700 horsepower anyway. And what we learned from Porsche when we started all this, and, and from the guys at Visok basically, was the platform was designed, engineered for 825 horsepower. Wow. And there you go. So that was important because suspension and differentials mm-hmm. and transmission and drive systems... If I put if we put 800 horsepower in a car, then we start breaking things. You know, generally in cars when you overpower right. them. And uh, and in the case of this car, we knew the engine was capable of it because it was originally the IndyCar car engine, and then became the GT one engine, the 956 engine. You know, it, it, it's an engine that was used in a lot of configurations, but that architecture was designed for a lot of power and 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 a, and a substantial you know amount of abuse. If you look at Perry Dakar or 24 hour race, so. We really did have a platform that was plenty strong enough. We've never had a failure with a diff or a transmission or a drive system of any kind. Nobody's ever hurt one. And so so we just you know, and we kinda are at the limit now. We're at eight hundred horse and, and, and what's nice is it's eight hundred horsepower that's usable. Most cars, as you know, if they two wheel drive, they gotta have traction control to mm-hmm. have eight hundred horsepower. So you don't get to use the eight hundred horsepower. You use pieces of it at the beginning and you finally if you can go fast enough probably get to use all of it but you know i tell guys cars today that are fun are cars that are fun from zero to 100 miles an hour it's not practical <laughs> to have cars that
0: go faster so. i like that you're also doing them all in historic porsche colors oh, yeah, that's fantastic do you have a color palette you provide the customer or can we just come up with anything
2: what we're suggesting and what we've done so far on the first ten cars is we're using Porsches all their paint to sample colors. Wow. And uh you know we where, did. Where is Tangerine. that list? We did a car media, uh, um, seal gray. Um, we've done a car liquid metal. Now we just finished Ooh, a liquid metal car. Everything's talking about liquid color. metal. Yeah, with dark green leather. We we're doing a pearl white car. We're doing a, um, we're doing a, a, a viper green car right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I so, afford this um, car, Bruce? No. Do what?
1: Can I afford this car?
2: Yes, you can. You yeah. quit stuff, <laughs> you know, just
1: to be buying yes. stuff. Yes. Do you
0: have um, a collection of the Porsche colors? Like, you know, how do you, I? you know, we can all come up with a big list of historic Porsche colors that they do paint to sample. But where is, like, the big list? Where is that kept? Or is that something well, you I have? have or is there a site that has that stuff? It's
2: unfortunate we can't – we have the list, but then to go to look at the color, we've got to go on the computer and find right. things because yeah, there, there's the right. color palette to right.
0: go yep. to. That's All right, no let's problem. let's we're running out of time, and I want to quickly get to just a couple of listener questions. You know, not uh, everyone can afford nine fifty nines, and we get asked this a lot. But you're the perfect person to ask. Uh, do you think it's okay to buy the nine nine six, or do you think that is uh, an issue because of the bearings? You
2: know. I just think that the 996 well the 996 is a good car to buy as as a as an entry level Porsche now cuz they're so inexpensive. So, you know, I I think there's nothing wrong with buying them, but I but I tell guys I if you can afford a little more, buy a 997, don't buy a 996 and uh um for for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, 996 was the first of that new product and it, you know, the next generation, the quality was a lot better as you know. So, um, so that's but, how. But, I
0: but how do you deal with that bearing issue if you are going to take the plunge with a nine nine six? Is there a mi- mileage correlation or condition correlation, or is that just a ticking time bomb, no matter what?
2: I, I don't think anybody knows. I've seen plenty of cars with mileage that it never was a problem. So, right. I, I think I don't. I don't think there's some you know a box you check that says if you check these three boxes, you know you're going to have a bearing problem.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, Um, you've driven pretty much every Porsche, one of our listeners listeners wants to know. What, aside from the 959, what is your favorite Porsche? Oh, my God, that's that's impossible. (laughs) You can just pick one. Um, So,
2: so, you know, I mean, I I, I tell guys the the 993 air-cooled cars, the C2S and the turbo, for me, were the last of a generation of truly sports cars, based mm-hmm. on their size and mm-hmm. less weight and the way they sound and everything. So, um, I like those cars. But then I get in a 964 RS, and there's nothing more fun than a 964 yeah, RS. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. you drive, I mean, it's 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 more pure as a, as an early 911. It, it, it to me it's honestly it's the it's the it's the late generation of the seventy three R S. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's 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 the next real R S that nine six four. And but then you get into seventies nine eleven like a seventy three R S and that'll spoil you. So I you know, there's I mean I know, look, it's everything insane. Porsche's had so many a lot of companies haven't had a lot of great cars, they've had one or two or three, so it's easy to pick one, but in the case of Porsche, I mean Every generation, they got a great car. Carrera GT, to me, is a great car. The 918 is a great car. Um, you know, I don't know where you start or where you start. I like and, your story. I,
1: I like your story of being uh, on the track in a 962. And you tell me how yeah. much power that car has. And, you know, Those are great cars. You, you tell me that yeah, you, well, you can different. smoke the tires uh, at any <laughs> at any speed.
2: Actually, that's the 91730. That's the car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that you like a nine seventeen thirty It's in
2: every gear.
0: Do you like a nine seventeen thirty over a regular old nine seventeen? Would you prefer that? Yeah. Why? Well,
2: it's a different car. You know, it's a it's yeah. a turbocharged car. Right. And and when you you know, we we're going to the track tomorrow to test the nine seventeen thirty, the Donahue car. Right. We're taking two nine seventeen thirties tomorrow. Wow. And uh and, and and I tell guys, I mean, there is no car that does that, that smokes the tires in every gear Laguna Seca every gear up and over the hill and down to turn two it's still spinning the tires and, wow. and 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 it's you know it's it is, it's zero to 100 miles an hour in 2.8 seconds come on it, it's 0 to 150 in five and a half
0: seconds. 2.8, did he say? Yes. Well, that's 2. a little 8. faster than the GT2 and RS. That's, that's why, <laughs> you're, that's that's why that's your wow. face hurts. Wow. This is,
2: this is to 100 miles an hour, not 60. I
0: know, I know. That's amazing. 100. That's incredible. And, 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 and 200 miles an hour and 10.7. And Bruce can drive. You know, remember when yeah. we were out at Thermal yeah, and he, he was taking that yellow bird around the track? We're like, who's that?
1: <laughs> Mr. Bruce Canapa, that's who that is at speed and what year was this 91730 getting that kind of performance?
2: 73. Unbelievable.
0: Wow. Well Bruce, this is a perfect point to let off. We have to say goodbye. we're out of time but uh, why don't you, you you'd be okay with Zuckerman and I coming up and doing a podcast from your uh, from Canepa? Motorsports? Well, you for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would love to just uh, – we never really got to talk about the cars at the dealership. I'd love to come up there and just, like, look at cars, start cars up, and talk about them. That would be fun, wouldn't it, suck? No, oh, my should. God, you We, should. Should. we could do a 10 Paul shows. come
2: up and have a day and just play.
0: Yeah, we love seeing you, man, when you're down here, and uh, it's about time we came up to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Bruce. It's been nice chatting Thank with you. Thank you very much, both of you. That's all we have on Spikes Car Radio. See you next week, everybody. Thank you, Bruce. Bye. Bye-bye. Quick before we go, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer with your car from True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or at home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together, the two of you. You can even hug if you want. You can ask questions, get the answers you need so there's no surprises, and simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a new better way to sell or trade in your car check out True Car today Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com March Madness is upon us and Dan Patrick has you covered Uh, I I probably wouldn't do the hat because I don't want to I don't want to mess up the hair Join Dan and the Danettes as they keep up with every twist and turn in the NCAA Tournament on the Dan Patrick Show Every day Hear the hottest takes and the biggest celebrity interviews from the world of sports and entertainment. As cocky
1: and confident as Baker Mayfield is. Don't miss the madness on the Dan Patrick Show right here on Podcast One.